Mic check, mic check, mic check, mic check, mic check. You gonna give me a mic check, guy? Mic check, mic check. I'm eating! What is going on, guys? This is Grapples to Apples, the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to what is your preferred eating utensil? Spoon? Fork? Chopsticks? I mean, it typically depends on what I'm eating, mm-hmm. but for the most part, fork. I don't know. I just... Fork. I, 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 I'm more of a child, so I need a spoon. <laughs> Unless I'm eating Japanese. And then chopstick, obviously. Then I use chopsticks, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Or if I'm having, like, noodles, sometimes right. I have chopsticks. Right. But for the most part, it's just spoon. A, spoon all the way. Spoons make me feel like a little kid. And then be like, I like stabbing my food. And How do you eat cereal? Cereal don't count. Cereal is, is, like I said, everything is different. But for the most part. For I like, the most part. I like fork. I oh, fork. You are listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples Apples. That's Grapples the number two Ooh. apples. You don't got some SoundCloud? Got that Google Play Music? Guess what? We're also on that Apple podcast. As usual, I am one of your very, very gracious hosts. The MVPs. Very important podcasters. Yeah, boy. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself. The very sensual. The very doy. Yeah, boy, Shades. Always joined by my hetero life mate. <laughs> Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, major English, whenever you need me to be, baby, that's who I'll be, because that's who I am. A lot has happened in the last couple of days. It's, it's been, it's it's been, been, a, a, been, been a, interesting a last very, few days. Very interesting since our birthday. Yes, since this podcast birthday, it's been very, very very quite a ruckus. A quite a ruckus quite on a ruckus. the Twitters has in the news. Yes, as usual, we're going to car- we're going to cover non WWE news, WWE news, some NXT into, and guess what? Our favorite time predictions for yeah, AEW's Fighter Fest, right? Yes, sir. Because I keep getting them mixed up with Fight for the Fall and Fighter Fest. You can't have two fight pay-per-views back-to-back. It's very confusing. It's too many fights. Too many fights. <laughs> on Twitter, on uh, pay-per-views, it's all over the place. It's true. But before we get into that, let's ring that bell. So, luckily, this week, there's no deaths to announce <sighs> for the first time in what feels like centuries. Thank the Lord. Uh, but it's not all sunshines and rainbows. Cole Cabana has been pulled from his tag team match at Ring of Honor's Best in the World due to a hematoma that resulted from an injury that he suffered on June 5th. Oof. Yeah, so now Nick Aldis will have to find another partner of his choosing to go up against the Briscoes. Uh, to keep Colt on the news... He is being countersued by his former best friend, CM Punk. Phil Brooks. Right. So, for those of you who don't know, 
There's quite a backstory to this. Way back when, back in the day. Back in the day. Uh, Cole Cabana has his podcast, I believe it's called The Art of Wrestling, <clears throat> and CM Punk was on it, and he went, it's very similar to the Moxley uh, Talk is Jericho podcast, where he kind of spilled some dirt. Yeah, it's like, like Punk laid the foundation as to throwing dirt on the WWE, basically. Right. So, but this was more about him feeling ill and his physical ailments and how WWE's doctors had, or doctor, had misdiagnosed him and was treating and was not treating him properly. He had a staph infection. Had a staph infection, yep. all this stuff. So as a result of that podcast, the doctor, Chris Amon, then sued both CM Punk and Cole Cabana. Chris Amon was being backed by WWE, obviously, because he works for them. Uh, so this is a lawsuit that took a little, took, just, I mean, between the course of the podcast being released and the court case being settled, took quite some time. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, CM Punk and Colt Cabana won. A little after that is when Colt sued CM Punk. The way the story goes, CM Punk had told Colt Cabana, A, to not remove the episode when they were threatened by Chris Amon. And he also told Colt that he was going to pay for all of his lawyer fees. And then reneged on that. So he bet he left Colt Cabana uh, with the bill. So Colt sued His portion C- of the bill. Right. So Colt Cabana sued CM Punk for that. CM Punk is now countersuing because Colt Cabana's original lawsuit was dropped by a judge because there was no text message that said CM Punk was going to cover him 100%. Mm-hmm. So the, court, the case was dropped was refiled with new evidence. And as part of the, the refiling, CM Punk countersued for $600,000, half of what Punk says he spent on the effort to defend both him and Colt Cabana in this case. According to CM Punk, Colt Cabana contributed $0 to the entire proceedings. And so CM Punk is now countersuing for that amount of money. This is getting really messy. Um... It got messy a while ago. These are guys who were best friends mm-hmm. once upon a time, and now they're suing each other. <clears throat> I mean, me being the, the sap that I am, I hate the idea of these best friends no longer being friends and now suing each other. But for the wrestling industry also, this just stinks. You know, these are two indie heroes. Indie icons, superheroes. Icons. Yeah. These are two indie icons, superheroes, whatever you want to call them. These are top guys in the indie, in, in, independent wrestling period. And for them to be at ends now over money is, like, the least indie thing on the planet. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, it's gross. I mean, there's there's always been, like, reports and, and people saying it. Uh, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, is not a nice guy. He's, right. he He is a bit of a jerk. Right. And a bit of a diva. A, a bit of a diva. And that Colt should have seen this coming a long way. Yeah. Um... But I mean, you know, we're best friends. Right. I don't think if we ever went to court, I you would or I would, you know, stuff one of us with the bill. Right. Right. Uh, this was we we touched on this in like November, October of last year, mm-hmm. and it painted CM Punk in an ugly light. Yeah, it really and made this, CM Punk this, look really bad. This counter uh, um, suing makes him look even worse, in my opinion. You think so? Yeah, because you have. You're not hurting for cash. For sure. You, you, got, you definitely got paid from the WWE. You mm-hmm. definitely got paid from the UFC. Mm-hmm. Cole Cabana, 
I'm, I'm listen. I'm not counting anybody's wallet, right. but Cole Cabana has been in the indies his entire wrestling professional. You know, he's dark matches with WWE mm-hmm. here and mm-hmm. there or whatever, but he doesn't have that that bankroll that you do. Right. Now, for all intents and purposes, Colt has had a successful indie career, but financially, he, financially, he's not on the same level as as CM Punk. Mm-hmm. You know, and. So I when I first heard about the countersuit, I also was like, "Come on, Punk, don't do that!" Mm-hmm. Like six hundred grand, we're not talking pocket cash. This dude's like he's still wrestling indie shows, like, and this is we're not talking about young bucks indie where these guys are making hand over fist. We're not talking. We'll get into that. What? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, get right. into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But it's like, and and he knows it, and Punk knows that Colt isn't rolling in dough. And that's what bothers me about this suit, is that you know, you know that this is heavy for Colt Cabana's wallet. Yeah. And I think the idea is to scare him to drop it. Like, yo, I'm countersuing you versus 600000 hoping that Colt Cabana's going to be like, all right, fine, whatever, this is done. Yeah, I can't, like, this is not a winnable thing for me. Right. Either way, it's, it's, it's ugly, I don't like it. It's, it definitely isn't something, like, it, it's bad for the city of Chicago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These are two guys from Chicago, no? Like, yeah. I, I, I know yeah. Punk's from Chicago. Yeah, I think Colt's from Chicago think, also. Yeah, I didn't want to... If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But, anyway. In, I guess, lighter news, Cody Rhodes... How lighter? Stop. This is not a baseball podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes and MJF will be making their AAA in-ring debut... Next month, at a uh, at AAA TV tapings on July 18th in Mexico, oh. they will be facing Brian Cage and Taurus. So again, this is just them continuing to 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 glue that relationship, that partnership they have with AAA. And I think it's you know it's smart. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see because they have the Cody Rhodes and MJF are like. Even in AEW and in being the elite, they're like friends or whatever. Like mm-hmm. Cody's MJF's protege. So I'm interested in the fact that they're tagging here. Wouldn't MJF be Cody's protege? Isn't that what I said? No, you said. Oh, the, the my opposite. bad. Yeah, His mentor like, protege. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but MJF is a heel and Cody's a face. Are they? They're teaming up. They're teaming up hmm. against now, Brian Cage and Taurus. That's like WWE booking right there. No, but it makes sense because. In their relationship, Cody doesn't know that MJF is a jerk. So, like, how you don't know I'm a jerk? <laughs> sure. Oh. Like, if you watch BTE... And, I don't. I, I know you don't. Yeah. But if you watch, like, BTE or any of those... Uh, any of the web shows that they put out, uh, MJF will always be ragging on other people. Mm-hmm. And then once Cody comes into the screen, he's like, Hey, yeah, we're the best buds. I love this guy. Yeah. But then he like everyone hates him. Mm-hmm. Like him and Brandy have this thing going on where like she like they threaten to kill each other on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And the minute Cody shows up, they're all like chummy. So Cody doesn't know that MJF is his like jerk to everybody. Mm. So he's his mentor. Did he not watch Double or Nothing? <laughs> Bro, kayfabe, come on, Kafabe. Kafabi still exists. Wow, an AEW. <laughs> Kafabi still exists. You know what? You're right because that boy, Hangman Page, didn't break kayfabe 
So you're right. You know what? I take Kifabe it back. Exists, bro. Kafabe still exists. Uh, and the last bit of non WWE news that we have here is, I guess the latest. Okay, so I guess so this upset up here. WWE and AEW have been kind of going at it in like direct, indirect ways, which we're gonna get to mm-hmm. um, very shortly. <laughs> very shortly, and the latest jab is Jericho being announced for Fight for the Fallen. So previously there was announced whether or not he was going to be on the show, but he will now, there's no match announced, but he will be there. And on the announcement, so it's on Twitter that they announced Jericho will be at Fight for the Fallen, and there was like an insinuation that Fight for the Fallen will also be free, streaming live on BR Live, such as Fighter Fest. So... Yes. I'm confused. Okay. Isn't Jericho and Hangman supposed to fight at Fight for the Fallen? All out. All out. They have so many things going on, man. I keep forgetting. <laughs> and all out. The I title want. matches at all out. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to. When you're not going to be here. I'm calling in from overseas. I don't care. <laughs> I'm calling in from overseas. Bro, that is the day of wrestling, man. Yeah. And they see Cardiff, New Japan, Battle, uh, the, uh, the Royal... Whatever it's called, and then the, the, all the, out. Me and the Bay are going to be on the uh, the open seas. Going to be on vacaciones, heading to I believe Puerto Rico first. And I'm going to have a room full of sweaty men with beer and probably a ten year old child watch you wrestling all day. <laughs> Shout out to Tommy, Hugo, Minardi, Justin, Justin. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so he wasn't previously announced. I think they were saving Jericho for the pay-per-views, like Double or Nothing, like All Out. But after some of the things that have gone on over the week, Jericho was like, okay, I'll be there. No problem. So that covers the non-WWE news, as short as it was. Uh, WWE news is pretty short, but I think that we can speak in length about the last topic that I'm going to bring up. Mm-hmm. So, the WWE going to have their own ESPY award. Yeah. Worst booking of the year. <laughs> no, unfortunately, the award is for best WWE moment. And the oh. nominees are... None. Roman Reigns coming back from leukemia. Oh, Lord. Ronda Rousey winning the Raw Women's Championship. Ugh, that's another one. Kofi Kingston winning the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, or Becky winning the winner-take-all at WrestleMania. This is obviously Roman Reigns winning this for beating leukemia. The fact that they have this award is so self-indulgent, it's disgusting. Well, it's not them, it's... ESPN. Well, yes and no, because they've had a partnership with ESPN for a few years now. Yeah, this is the first time they've got the ESPYs on there. But they're starting to cover WWE on yes, ESPN 100%. like it's actual news. 100%. But do you honestly think that WWE didn't come to ESPN and go, hey, can we do this thing? We'll throw some extra money your way? No, absolutely. This is all WWE finding new ways to pat themselves on the back. I would use different analogies, idioms, and metaphors, but we're a PG show. Imagine if we weren't PG. Oh my god. We just, just a cuss. The things that would fly on my mouth. Cuss riddled podcast. Vermin. 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 <laughs> what's um 
what did uh, Ben Kenobi say to? Uh, oh, um, there's Luke? nothing but the. Uh, You'll never find uh, uh, a den of uh, violent uh, villainy and like scum and villainy or something yeah. like that. Like that's that that would be our podcast, scum and villainy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. they're getting an ESPY award. I think it's garbage. who still watches the ESPYS in my and any. Form of facet anyway. I have no idea. No one watches the ESPYS. They only watch ESPN for two things: the NFL draft, the NBA draft. That's it. They watch the NHL awards. On they show that on ESPN. No, it's so, NHL Network. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say NHL Network. What I said. Was no, so I'm just ESPN. saying. I watch the NHL awards. Yeah, because you're a hockey fan. Of course. And ESPN doesn't even know what hockey is. <laughs> this is very true. Because they had Barry Melrose. Ugh. Oh, they're, my God. Excuse me. Ugh. They're expert analysts. Oh, my God. He's so terrible. He knows nothing. And uh, Matt Barnaby. The guy had Gretzky and couldn't win a cup. Get out of my face. Matthew Barnaby. Anyway. Who I found out was a dirtbag. I mean, the guy was notorious for just being annoying. He was an agitator. He was like Sean Avery. Before Sean of, Avery yeah, Sean Avery? exactly. Sean Avery's my spirit animal, by the way. I know he I is. love him. Can we move on from hockey and back to wrestling? Eric Bischoff. Name we haven't heard in wrestling in a long time. <sighs> Bischoff, Bischoff, Bischoff. And Paul Heyman have been named executive directors of WWE TV, i.e. Raw and SmackDown. Raw, SmackDown Live. Now, who has what show remains to be seen? I think, if the reports that I read are correct... Heyman has Raw, Bischoff has SmackDown. Okay. Which I think should be flip-reversed. No. What do you mean, no? Bischoff... <sighs> no. Bischoff. Is not... Bischoff makes more sense for Monday Night Raw and their theatrics and their stupidity Mm-mm. and their character crap. Mm-mm. That's where he comes Mm-mm. from. Mm-mm. He comes Mm-mm. from that world. Heyman is more about the wrestling and being creatively minded. Heyman, ECW, SmackDown. It makes sense. What is Raw missing? Where do I begin? Paul Heyman, what is Raw missing? Wrestling. Yeah. What is SmackDown missing? The theatrics. That's why you have Eric Bischoff. What happened when, when Bischoff got hold of WCW? It was it was dying. It was a dying brand. Yeah, no, of course he he made WCW essentially what it Why'd became. You have to do the WCW. WCW. Voice? I can't count myself. He sure he made the brand what it became. Yeah. He also murdered the f out of it. Yes, but if he didn't murder the f out of it, mm-hmm. and he kept building it, WCW would have put WWE out of business. I think, look, I think Bischoff has good ideas. Like, he's the one who brought the cruiserweights. He's a genius. He created NWO. He's the one who brought it on the cruiserweights. Like, I I see that and I respect that. But he also is the one who buried the NWO to the ground by oversaturating it and putting himself in it and, like, trying to make it a motorcycle gang. No, 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 no. What do you mean, no? No, no, you got it all wrong. It wasn't just, it wasn't Bischoff killing the NWO. It was creative control that he gave all the older wrestlers yes. that killed but WCW. Even when he had a say towards the end of that towards that era, they were all bad decisions. 
Well, he was he he left WCW for a long time before that. And, and and even so, that in and of itself, the fact that he gave all these guys complete and total creative control, and then he went to TNA. And what did he do in TNA? Did the same thing. TNA was dying before he got there. But he did the same thing. He made the same mistakes. He brought Hogan. He did the same nonsense. He didn't have. He had no control over that. He wasn't part of the writing squad. They had him in there to to. For shock value to bring people to see TNA, I think Bischoff and what he brings makes more sense for Raw. He's a mad scientist, and he he fits better on SmackDown. They sh- so, so my and then also like I feel like what you're saying, what's Raw missing, what's SmackDown missing, and then using them to 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 supplant that is the opposite of what they should be doing. I think Raw and SmackDown should have 100% unique identities. And I think that's how you keep it th- that way. You let Bischoff do no, your then, raw then, nonsense, then and you let Heyman do SmackDown. No, because then you alienate your audience. If if it's, but what's the point of having a brand split if they're going to be the same exact thing? And the brand split, just have two different shows. But that, and then here we are. So what is the point? What is the point of any of this? Why give these guys individual shows if they're not going to be individual shows? Why have different brands if they're not going to be different brands? Why did, Smack, why did Fox just pay out the nose for SmackDown if they're getting Raw Light? Oh, yeah, they're going to... I'm going to get into that very quickly. Because Fox is already knocking on WWE's door. They're like, yo, I want my money back. You heard about this? Yeah. Yeah. So if, so if Fox is already annoyed with WWE... How do you not split the brands more? Okay, so How do you not give them each a unique s- identity? If you do that, it alienates your fan base. No. Look at, yes, it does. Look at you and I. Right. What do we hate about Raw? There's no wrestling on it. It's all nonsense. It's stupid. Exactly. It's cartoony. If you put Eric Bischoff, it's only going to get more nonsensical, more cartoony. That means we're not going to watch Raw. Okay. We're only going to watch SmackDown. Okay. So, if you have... Paul Heyman mm-hmm. focus a lot on the wrestling with still some of the theatrics. Well, no, hold on. If you have them do the theatrics and focus a little bit of on, on on more wrestling, and then you have SmackDown focus on their wrestling, and then add in some of the theatrics, it gives a, a perfect counterbalance to each show. Or, or on the other side, instead of giving each fan something of their own, you give everyone nothing, and each show. Is going to be the same bland potato that no one likes. Well, every show that they have now is the same bland potato. They have nothing to lose at this point. But okay, they have nothing to lose, but they have everything to gain. So why not go and go for the long shot? You have NXT, who has clearly become the top brand in WWE. Correct. This is undeniable, irrefutable. Mm-hmm. Right? It has its own flavor. It has its own taste. Yep. So if you have one fan base. That, and there's a fan base that strictly only watches NXT. <coughs> that strictly only watches NXT. Why would you not do that for Raw and SmackDown and make sure you have a locked-in fan base rather than run the risk of alienating everybody? Because if you're someone, let's say you're someone who specifically strictly only wants wrestling on their TV, mm-hmm. and you put on Raw, mm-hmm. and you have goofy nonsense. Do you want wrestling do you want with sports entertainment? Hold on, hold on. No, I'm asking because that's it's a it's a it's a very precise question she need to ask. If I'm going to put if you're talking about somebody putting wrestling on their TV, we're talking mm. about 
wrestling, mm -hmm. what we grew up on, mm -hmm. or are we talking about sports entertainment? What's mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. There is a difference for sure. But what I'm saying is that like if you can have, if you can have both mm -hmm. instead of having neither, why not have both? Because if you're someone who's really into like the SmackDown Six version of SmackDown or what SmackDown Live was during the first brand split, mm -hmm. if you're really into that. And then you end up getting a watered down version of that that's mixed in with the nonsense of Raw. You might get turned off and not want to watch it all together. Mm -hmm. You might go, oh, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch just one good wrestling match with a bunch of nonsense. I'm done with this all together. When you can have your show. Mm -hmm. When you can have your, okay, I may not watch Raw, but I'm definitely going to watch SmackDown. Instead of, I'm not watching Raw or SmackDown because they're both the same product and I don't like the product either way. <clears throat> I see where you're coming from. But... I still think that SmackDown is lacking. Um, right now, SmackDown is not even SmackDown anymore. Ever since they did the wild card rule, it doesn't have its own identity anymore. It is. It went back to being the the Raw replay show. Yeah, um, the wild card rule in in general is is a is it, that's that the wild card rule died like. Last week, I I I I don't even want to talk about that anymore. But Smack when when SmackDown had AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, The Miz, it had that sports entertainment feel with the wrestling like pedigree to back it up. Right. Raw for me hasn't changed in almost two years. Right. It's always been the same. Goofy segments and and it's even worse now with the the twenty four seven championship. Right. Because now I hate our truth. Every, <laughs> everyone, everyone and their mother is all our truth is the best thing in the WWE. He's the best thing about the WWE right now. And yeah, for comedic purposes, I I can see how he can be that way. But I'm annoyed with it. But isn't that so sad? Isn't that so sad that we're at a point where a comedy wrestler might be the highlight of your whole promotion? I'm waiting for Bray Wyatt to save us. And he won't. Because what they're doing is they're booking him great when he's not wrestling. He's on his way soon. With these vignettes. He's on his way soon. Well, we'll get into his him being sprinkled about on the show. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but when he comes to the main roster, what are they going to do? They freaking buried him. They, they buried him over and over again. They do the same thing they always do. They make him hot for a little bit. And then he's going to get buried by whoever they want to put on the top. Like a seven-week championship reign or something like that. Yep. But moving on from that. Yeah. The big news. WWE is going to air Evolve 131, their annual show, on the WWE Network. The same time... And the same date that AEW will be airing their pay-per-view, Fight for the Fallen. <sighs> yeah. Now, people would think, hey, that's, you know, that's not bad. Context. There is... Context is everything. Yes. Now, Kenny Omega tweeted something out that I don't have in front of me. Mm -hmm. Then deleted his tweet. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, going off of what I remember was, I said my piece, 
um, if you want to take blood money or something like that. The original tweet was something along the lines of, well, if you're okay with taking blood money, then I guess you're okay with taking money away from charity, from victims for a charity. Now, for those of you do, who don't know, AEW is airing and performing Fight for the Fallen, and the proceeds go to All the proceeds victims are going to the victims of, of gun violence. Right. The WWE, to undercut Basically, a WC an Eric Bischoff move is to undercut AEW will f- air some, a product that's not even under their umbrella, and that's part of the kicker. That I think that is what's upsetting a lot of people is that so there's the known and the unknown. Us diehards know mm-hmm. that WWE has this partnership with Evolve, with I believe ICW with Progress, and a bunch of other promotions, uh, indie promotions in the UK, and that mostly operate in the UK. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know that. And they have never, ever previously aired anything that was specifically run by any of these partnered brands. They've never even advertised. Nothing. This. Nothing. Not even when their performers go to these shows because mm-hmm. we've had the Street Profits win the Tag Team Championships mm-hmm. we've had you know Kyle O'Reilly's over there all the time um, Roger Rick, Strong Rick had a match uh, Velveteen, Velveteen Dream, Dream I think had like Cole two weeks in a there. row so even when they go and perform at Evolve WWE doesn't advertise it NXT's never like oh yeah at Evolve blah 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 never just so happens to be of the same night and time that Fight for the Fallen is airing is when they're doing this, come on. I think it's disgusting. I mean, I'm I'm definitely with Kenny. Like, what you're doing is it's, you're not doing it for the betterment of Evolve. You're doing it to undercut AEW because they're building traction, they're building steam, and this this move right here just shows you. How nervous and how scared and how petty of AEW he is. Yep. This move shows you like, oh, they're the real deal now. I'm sure that they seen double or nothing. Of course. I'm sure that Vince was like, wow, their they their double or nothing show did better than their last two pay per views. I bet Vince's exact reaction was <laughs> I bet one of them sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> I bet one of them sneezed. You're an idiot. It's just I, like Kenny said. I guess if you're willing to take blood money, eight, you know, alluding to the whole Saudi thing. I guess you're totally cool with taking money out of victims' hands. And, and, and that's that's not only. Are they undercutting an AEW show? They're undercutting a, a charity show. It's a charity show. Vince doesn't care. Vince is rich. He doesn't know about charity. Like, that's so messed up. It'd be one thing if he did this, which arguably they did for Doubler for All Out by booking NXT UK Cardiff on the same day. I said arguably. You know, but to do it at a charity show? Come on, man. It's, it's it, it does. 
it does leave a really, really sour taste in your mouth for the WWE. I mean, WWE diehards don't care. They're like, oh, wh wh what difference does it make? All these other shows, book shows, the same weekend as, as WrestleMania. Yeah, because that... <sighs> yeah, but they don't sh they don't air their shows on WrestleMania. Yeah. And it's it's you're talking about apples and oranges here. We're talking about like... Remember what we spoke about earlier, though. It's like you can't use logic against, you know, WWE diehards. So, so this was pretty much one of, if not the beginning, the opening salvo of the week that's been... WWE versus the non indies. W versus the indies all week. I don't really I don't because uh, AEW is really. I would say the WWE versus, versus the wrestling. Okay, okay, that's that's a good one. Um, because you have this, which was again, this is just disgusting in my opinion. And then I'm trying to figure out which one came first. I'm sure. I think the I think, Rollins. I thing think the came so first. then okay so yeah the Rollins thing happened first so the Rollins thing happened on Monday on Monday following the cruiserweights. Match at uh, Battlegrounds, mm -hmm. Stomping Grounds. Excuse me, sorry, Stomping Grounds. Doesn't matter. No, so only only less than ten thousand people watch yeah, it anyway, right? so it doesn't make a difference. So typically, we don't really cover Twitter beef, but this is something that is related to a lot that's going on right now. And I feel like we should we we kind of have to cover it. Yeah, that and because the other guy involved is your spirit animal. I love him so much. <laughs> I swear. So first, I want to do touch on the on on some numbers here. Okay. I don't I don't have the exact numbers, but. All things indicate that Stomping Ground was one of the worst pay-per-views that the WWE has put out in terms of numbers, and I don't even know how long. I think it was about 10,000 pay-per-view buys. Now, you gotta throw in the network, mm -hmm. but pay-per-view buys. 10,000? They couldn't. They were selling tickets, two for one. They were selling tickets, two for one. We may actually end to like WrestleMania in Tampa for free if we. Bro, <laughs> I was I was texting Joy Minardi and I was like, "Yo, we should have been at Tacoma get some two for one tickets." He's like, "Nah, better than we were." And I was like, "Yo, you're right." Shout out to Minardi and his. What, is, what does he call uh, Paige Cookie? Right, that's his cookie. I don't know. He calls her a bunch of things. Not, not some of them aren't pretty. Hey, she's listening. <laughs> oh, his, his favorite one is Yo Girlfriend. Yo Girlfriend. No, that's my favorite one, <laughs> Yo Girlfriend. Yo Girlfriend. <laughs> but, uh, like, it's funny. They, so if if you know these things are happening, right, you look for certain things. So we were, we've been on Twitter, on social. We saw that they had, like, the entire one side of the arena blocked off. Mm -hmm. So when Stomping Grounds comes on the air... They legitimately only pin to one side of the arena, and then they cut away. Yeah, because the the rest of it's blocked off. Yeah, because the hard cams on the other side. Yeah, so they're not gonna. I was like, "Yo, this is terrible." So, the Meltzer went on the show the next day on you know Observer Radio, Wrestling Observer Radio. I was talking about these are some of the worst numbers he's ever seen mm -hmm. in terms of. <clears throat> buy rate, seats sold, tickets sold, people in this in the in the building, everything. Everything. So, at Stomping Grounds, during the kickoff match, they had the triple threat match for the Cruiserweight Championship. That my guy. And that your guy won. Good luck, one. Seth went ahead and said something along the lines of, this is the best wrestling on the planet. I want someone... Uh, uh, show me, someone show me someone who can do what these guys can do. 
And so Will Ospreay, Seth being Will Ospreay... Ignorant, ignorant fool. So Will Ospreay goes, Hi, I'm still alive. No, no, that was two different tweets. His Seth Rollins tweet was uh, that Seth is the best wrestler on the planet. Either way, no, yeah, either way, he was. I think he was responding to to both, mm-hmm. saying because Seth was like, "Who else can do this?" Mm-hmm. And Osprey was like, "Yeah, I, I, I can do that on the regs, on, <laughs> on the reg." I mean, hello. Did you not see Dominion? <laughs> <laughs> so Seth, re- and then so this is where it starts to heat up. Seth then responds in a super condescending way, and he's like, "Hey, little guy." We already have someone like you. We well, no, we already have a better version of you, who just won the United States Championship. Congratulations at King Ricochet, uh, but keep working, little buddy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> of course, Jericho responds. I'm pretty sure he's taller and bigger than you. Yeah. <laughs> and so then it became this whole like horrible Twitter beef, where. Will Osprey's like, dude, I'm just saying, like, I'm here and and I work. Mm-hmm. And so he then goes, fact, I've worked more dates in 2019 than Seth Rollins. And then Seth Rollins wants to respond with, fact, I made X amount of dollars with a broken bag, blah, blah, blah. And everyone knows that, if you, like, once you start throwing your wallet around, you lost the argument. You lost. Yep. It's over. And so it's been, and so tying back to what we were talking about with WWE fans, is the only reason that this is still like heat is amongst the fans themselves, mm-hmm. because WWE fans have decided to wave Seth's flag and go into battle for him, and they're talking about like they're saying the most ridiculous thing. So I, I'm part of two different wrestling groups on Facebook, and I decided. I was going to put in my two piece, my, my own two cents. I was going to put my piece in. And I was like, you know, it's ridiculous that I'm seeing, for the most part, that WWE fans are, are defending Seth, saying, oh, well, the guy's attacking WWE. What is Seth supposed to do? Or I bet if, you know, if, if Will Osprey was defending the indies, everyone would be applauding. But when Seth defends WWE, it's an issue, blah, blah, blah. Like, turning it around as if, Seth is this hero who's defending the sanctity of WWE and Will Ospreay's trying to bully him. And it's like, what world are you guys in? They're in their WWE universe. Because Seth started it, mm-hmm. was the first one to be condescending. Well, I mean... And through his wallet. I don't think Seth necessarily started it. By saying, who else can do this? The, You're inviting... No, no, when I say starting, is I'm talking about the condescension. Okay. That's what I mean by starting it. He opened the conversation. Osprey responded. It could have died there. Rollins could have been like, ha ha ha, or something. Or no, he didn't know how to respond. But he decided to, to respond with condescension. Calling him little guy. Telling him to, to keep up the hard work. Bro, like, get over yourself. And then, as you alluded to the money thing. So I posted the, my, my, my two cents about it. And the first response I got was some dude sending a screenshot um, talking about, oh, when the Bucks talk about money, you know, they're, everyone applauds for them. When the cons talk about their money, oh, yeah, flaunt it. But when Seth talks about his money, he's a bad guy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
yo, context is everything, Junior. Because the Young Bucks being applauded for their money is because it was previously unheard of for an indie wrestler. Wrestlers. Wrestlers. To make as much money as they were making outside of WWE. Mm-hmm. It was unheard of. It, it was, you want you, you want to make a name for yourself, you're on the indies. You want to make money, you go to WWE. And these guys did both. Yep. They have a, gore, they each have gorgeous homes mm-hmm. for their families in California. And they choose their dates. When they work, they choose where they work, how they work. And they make money out the wazoo. They sell merch. They probably peddle more merch than Randy than than uh, Roman Reigns. I I don't I don't know. I think it's definitely up there. And they, listen, they're no slashes when it comes to selling merch. But Roman Reigns has that kid factor, and you know kids love Roman Reigns. So. True. And especially with the whole leukemia thing. True. You, you definitely. True. But either way, like that's the whole thing with the Bucks. People aren't saying, "Oh, the Bucks have money." There, no. It's wow. Look at what these guys have been able to do. These guys have figured out how to make money without WWE on your back. And with the cons, the whole point of the of, of talking about the cons money, quote unquote flexing the cons money, is to show that AEW is a legitimate promotion. They're not just some rinky dink, you know, backyard wrestling promotion. She, they're not Dixie Carter, right? They're showing the 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 point of bringing up the cons money so much. Is to go, look, this is serious. Mm-hmm. These guys are real. Mm-hmm. They have more money than the McMahons. They own the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, this is not... This AEW has legitimate financial backing. That's the whole point of showing off the cons money. It's not flaunting. It's to, to, to reinforce that AEW is not a fluke. Mm-hmm. You know? So context is everything. No one's like no one on the indie scene is going around talking about how rich they are. It's not what it's about. No. If you're on the indie scene, it's not because you're trying to make bank. Look at Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan is arguably one of the most financially successful indie wrestlers. The guy owns his own promotion, PWG. Mm-hmm. But people don't talk about Joey Ryan having Plus money. It's a long line of adult sex toys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, but no one talks about Joey Ryan's money mm-hmm. because it's not what it's about for these guys. Mm-hmm. It's just an added perk because they figured out how to do it. Hey, I love wrestling, and I can get paid big bucks for this. Not selling my soul to Vince McMahon. Sign me up. It's just wild to me that like WWE fans are so, well, not WWE fans is what I call WWE diehards. Mm-hmm. WWE diehards are so narrow-minded they're so affixed into the idea that WWE is the be-all and end-all of wrestling that they ignore logic they ignore facts they ignore common sense and context it just makes zero sense to me it just I, I don't know I, it doesn't I don't, I don't get it and then and then in the same group after after so I'm in a different group that this conversation is happening one guy tried to like jump in and attack me, and a bunch of other guys in the group were like, no, dude, this is about Seth coming after Will Osprey, and Osprey could just, you know, responding. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the guy goes, I guess I'll check out AEW. Osprey's not even in AEW. He hasn't even wrestled for AEW. That just goes to show that these guys, like, they're not paying attention. They have no idea what they're no. arguing about. Will Osprey. 
The guy's married to New Japan. Wrestles for New Japan. Uh, among UK shows and whatnot. But and he doesn't even do that much anymore. Yeah. I can't remember the last time Osprey did like Rev Pro or anything like that. Because well, he did Rev Pro like a WrestleMania weekend, didn't he? Osprey versus... Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, this jabroni that didn't want to do the job for a hangman page. Um, Pac. Pac. Yeah. Yeah, but like he used to do Rev Pro a lot more often. Now he, he's so married to the idea of being one of New Japan's top guys. That's his main focus. Mm-hmm. You know, but these guys, I guess I'll check out AEW. No, what? This isn't about AEW. This is Seth Rollins versus Will Ospreay. That's New Japan, not AEW. They're not. They don't. They don't. They, they don't know what they're arguing. Get your facts straight, little guy. Right. By the way, Will Ospreay now has two little guy T-shirts. One available on ProWrestlingTees.com. One on his own personal merch site. I forgot the name of it. I'm probably gonna buy both because. Fanboy. The big guy's gonna buy a little guy shirt. <laughs> the irony. Mm. I love it. I love it. I, I feel like we've gone on with this as long as we could. Yeah, sure. I do this all day. WWE diehards anger me. And that and Will Ospreay's involved with this, so you have to defend yeah. him. You gotta go out and you gotta go out with your sword in hand. Of course, of course. It's Osprey. So it was a jam packed NXT. So l- let's uh let's get into some NXT. Into. Into. All right, let me get the clock. All right, get, get that the clock, clock, clock ready. I may have to take my shades off for this one because. Hot boy. It's a it's a scorcher. Hot boy. Are you ready, that sir? It's bright. <laughs> There's a reason why I wear these shades. You ready? Never. <laughs> ready? Set. NXT, NXT two. Say, say, okay, the breakout tournament for the NXT has started. Angel Garza versus Joaquin Wild. Uh, Garza, who is a third-generation superstar, who is also cousins of Umberto Carrillo, won via a beautiful butterfly stunner. Second match, we had the Street Profits versus the Forgotten Sons. In a non-title title match, don't know what they were going with it. Ended in disqualification after Jackson Riker pulled out Montez Ford and attacked him. Post-match, the Forgotten Sons tried to throw, throw him a beaten. And the Brit Ambrawlers, Oni Larkin and Danny Burch, came in to run <clears throat> in and save the Profits. After the match, after the beatdown, the Brit Ambrawlers held up the tag titles, gave it to the Street Profits and said, You guys owe us one. Keith Lee defeated Nikos Rikos in a squash match because of duh. Two matches scheduled for NXT next week. Roddy Strong versus Tyler Breeze and Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Cameron Grimes, which is another match in the first round of the breakout tournament. Shayna Baszler defeated Io Shirai in a barn burner of the first ever women's cage match for the NXT Women's Championship. After we had some run-ins by Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke, Candice LeRae came in and helped her out, jumped over the cage. Uh, Shafir had Io in the... Kirifuda Clutch, Shirai hit her with the cage about three or four times, and Baszler fell out of the cage, winning the match. Post-match, we had an Io Shirai heel turn. Beat Candice LeRae down with a chair. NXT UK, Mark Andrews defeated Joseph Connors. Zach Gibson and James Drake came out and threw a beating to the crowd in UK. 
Uh, Piper Niven versus Rhea Ripley scheduled for next week on NXT UK. Zaya Brookside defeated Killer Kelly. Liguero beat, it, uh, beat Noam Dar. And Volter defeated Travis Banks for the UK Championship. That is NXT in two. Whoo! Just at the gun. NXT UK for me has been a really lackluster the last couple of weeks. Well, because they've been in the whole thing at download, so it's like... Yeah. But... Uh, I, I want to go back to the cage match real quick. Yeah, please. Io Shirai was hinting a heel turn. Especially at NXT TakeOver where she beat Baszler down with the kendo stick. Mm-hmm. After the match, after the cage match, after uh, Shayna Baszler fell out of the ring, which was so funny. She hits you with the cage about three or four times. Mm. She gets... She, Releases the cure for the clutch and just literally falls out like on her shoulders and just like <laughs> wins. Io Shirai devastated. Mm-hmm. Candice LeRae is trying to help her. Y'all, it's all right. You'll get her next time. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she hits her. She hits Candice LeRae. Hits her again. Hits her again. Goes out. She's like, oh, she standing in front of LeRae. And she's like, oh my god, what did I do? I'm so sorry. Io leaves the cage, comes back with a chair. And beats her down. Sets up the chair in the seated position and suplexes Candice LeRae onto the chair. All while yelling her in Japanese. And I'm just like, I don't know what she's saying, but she is angry. <laughs> I This is what, Io Shirai's third chance at the NXT Women's Championship? She's not going to get another one. I think what they're doing is they're they're trying to get Mia Yim to be that next catalyst, either that or Candice LeRae. No, yeah, okay. So I'm I'm thinking to myself like it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Why would EO turn heel? Doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. How do you play this off? And then I remembered last week or two weeks ago. I don't remember what it was. They had this whole backstage vignette with Mia Yim. Mm-hmm. What about how she's going to save the NXT Women's Locker Room from Shayna Baszler? Mm-hmm. And I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. So this is setting up Io versus Candice mm-hmm. to keep them busy mm-hmm. while Mia steps up against Baszler. Well, Mia Yim is with uh, uh, Bad and Bougie or uh, no. Broken Bougie or whatever the, the girls are names right now. They're, she's in a... Oh, with Aaliyah and, um... Yeah. Is is her name Bad and Bougie? I don't know. I know the song's name's Bad and Bougie, but it's something something in Bougie. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Aaliyah and what's her name? Oh, Vanessa Borden. Born and Bougie. Born and Bougie. Born and Bougie. There you go. There it is. We'd get there eventually. We'd, We'd get there. We'd get there. Just like WWE booking. Never mind. We actually get there. They don't. So before we get into our predictions... I want to bring up something that happened on Raw. Yes. Shane McMahon, the best in the world. The best in the world. Six seconds. Not bad. And that was without taking a breath. And the Scottish Psychopath, true beaten to Roman Reigns. And who comes to make the save? Seth Rollins? No. John Moxley? <laughs> no. The Rock? 
No. Gong. And Renee Young. Bro, zero suspense. Zero. Oh, no. That woman said, how do I eliminate any possible suspense from this situation? I got it. Okay. I'm ready, Vince. Hit the gong. Gong. Oh, no. She's the worst. <laughs> she's the absolute worst. And you know what's funny is that I'm watching Raw, and I'm like, you know, I feel like she's gotten better this week. Yeah. And I felt like, no, not, not during Raw, during Stomping Grounds. I was like, you know. Okay, I think she's starting to improve. And then Raw happened. It's like, oh, good golly, Miss Molly. She is the worst. She is worse than Byron Saxton. <sighs> she is worse than Byron Saxton. That's rough, bro. He, she should have left when Moxley left. Is she worse than Sa I mean, she's not worse than Otunga. No, no one's worse than Otunga. <laughs> no one's worse than Otunga. Beth Phoenix is surprisingly good. On NXT? Yeah. Uh, she's not my cup of tea. The problem with Beth Phoenix is the same issue. Not the same issue, but one of the issues that Renee has. They stop all over her. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Beth will be, like, giving her analysis, and they'll just step over her. And I'm just like, dude. Well, it's Morrow's show. No, I completely understand that. And I'm all about it. But, like, and I find that that's what Michael Cole does to Renee a lot. But Renee's giving her two cents. He steps all over her. Good. That's not. That's not, how. How are fans supposed to respect the announcer if their partner doesn't even put her on two five live? Let her like. Aiden English is there. So what? Put Aiden English on the raw booth. And Ruru at him with Rusev. Ruru. He's not. Rusev's not on Raw. He's on SmackDown. Rusev's on nothing. Yeah, that's true. Rusev's not on anything. You know what? Put Renee on a uh, main event. Is that still a thing? Oh, Superstars? Is that still a come thing? Come on. Yeah. Put her there. Disrespectful. She's horrible. Can you move on? The Undertaker showed up. Yeah. Why? There's a lot Spe of speculation, speculation as to why. Some speculation Undertaker didn't was not happy about his uh, <laughs> Super Showdown match. You don't say and he wanted to redeem himself. Mm -hmm. This is not going to be a retirement match because there are reports that he has already handpicked his opponent for WrestleMania in uh, Allen's hometown. Tampa uh, boy, hometown like he's like he's lived out there all his life. No, he's Tampa boy forever. Allen, Allen, Tampa boy. We're not saying your last name for protective reasons. <laughs> yeah, because Grapples Apples has fans out in Tampa that's going to go and rough up Ellen. We don't know where that uh, guy who hated Matt's at. <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's get to some predictions. Well, let's let's continue talking. Oh, there's more speculation. Uh, is there? Yeah. Of? Of why um, Undertaker is back. He needs the money. Vince, after stomping grounds, begged this dude to come back. Come on, Margie. You owe me one. <laughs> I don't know. I If Drew retires him at SummerSlam, I'm cool. I I want what... I actually saw a video on Cultaholic. Um, I want The Undertaker to retire at uh, Survivor Series. Because that Sh is cyclical. where he... That's where he debuted. Okay, Sam Driver. I hate Sam Driver, by the way. Yeah, but you're referencing him. I understand. Because he's the one who's at that. Yeah, no, but... I've been watching yeah. wrestling all my life. Right. I knew that Undertaker debuted yeah, I mean, on Ted yeah, DiBiase's team at the Survivor Series. I'm aware. We all know. Look at that ham hock! Yeah, we know. We all know. <laughs> right, <Vince. laughs> 
So I would like for, you know, if not, just, like, fade away into the darkness. You're the Undertaker. You can't go out with that Goldberg match. No, no, no. Like, have one or two more matches. That's what I'm and saying. And then fade away into the... Don't lose at WrestleMania or don't... You gotta lose at WrestleMania because you're gonna... Like, if you're going to retire, finally, you go out on your back. So He's I, an old school guy. The reason I said SummerSlam is because it's closer. I don't want Taker doing any more matches. And he's already doing... They've already announced that he's going to be tagging with Roman at Extreme Rules. And then SummerSlam's right after that. The two big dogs protecting their yards. <laughs> no explanation. No explanation. That makes no sense. No, it's but one, anyway. one big dog protecting the other big dog. Yeah, right? So, in my opinion, that's what this should be. They have the tag match at Extreme Rules that sets up McIntyre versus Taker and McIntyre retires Taker at SummerSlam. Done. Done. So let it be written. So let it be done. So shall it be written. So shall it be done. King Bob. Sorry. Metallica. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, two different wavelengths there. Right. <laughs> uh, I think Taker should have retired when he lost to Roman at WrestleMania, when he took off the gloves and left the oh, hat I mean, and the jacket. When he did retire? That was, that, that's, that's that was the symbolic. Yeah. That was a symbolic retirement for sure. I don't like this old grandpa that's like wrestling now. At least he didn't look all rickety on Raw like he did at any other time he has in the last year and a half. He almost looked like a human being on Raw. Almost. I'm for a dead man. He's been looking pretty dead as of late. Let's move on. Let's do this. this. We have some predictions. We have some predictions for AEW's Fighter Fest. Taking place this Saturday, live from Daytona Beach, Florida. At the Ocean Center, tune in as wrestling and gaming join forces for AEW's Fighter Fest. We have nine matches on the card. Yes, we do. We have three pre-show matches. Yes, yes. Let's go in order of the card. Okay. That we have in front of us. You want to do one P, eight P, nine P, and then yes. Yeah, gotcha. Would you like to kick us off, Mister Thrill? Sure. So, opening the pre-show is the oily one himself. The oily one. Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Jabaley. Now, this is a hardcore match. This has been said for a while now. Alex Jabaley is a gamer guy who set up CEO, which is the company that's joining with AEW to put this show on. And he has his rivalry, Michael Nakazawa. He was training, and I think he tore his Achilles. And so because of that, they turn it into a hardcore match so that they can he can still work somewhat without having to stress too much on his on his Achilles. Mm-hmm. So Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Jabaley. I got Jabaley. Okay. Next match. Who you got? Show. Oh, I don't care about this match. Uh I'll let's go Jabaley. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna pick somebody. Do I? It's predictions. It's not no, just uh. I mean I'll usually I'll get the L for that. Like Nah, I'll take the L. Make it, nah, make a prediction. Take the L, bro. <laughs> anyway. As you've been doing as of recent. Oh, he's going, you're just going to do that? You're just going to do that? My That's favorite so wrestler of all time. <laughs> the best friends. Chuck Taylor. Chucky e. T. And my superhero, Trent Beretta. Taking on the teams of SoCal Uncensored, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian. Versus Private Party. Isaiah Cassidy and Marquine. Who'd you got? 
I'm going private party. Private party did not get a chance to shine at um, a double or nothing. I know AEW's high on private party. They're pretty akin to, to Young Bucks in my opinion. And more they, they had a bit of a featurette on their road to Fighter Fest. And most importantly, they're from Brooklyn. Brooklyn boys in the house. Hmm. So I got private party. What I didn't mention was the winner of this match gets a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. I forgot about that. At All Out. I forgot about that. So, you're not locked yet. That's an L, though. No, I, I picked the private party. I'm going with private party. I'm going to eat that L. I'm going to eat that L real hard. I'm going to go so... See, I was going to go so calentensor, but mm-hmm. but uh, CD's not in this. Yeah, but... They're going to make the best friends work for it. You know what? I'm going private party. Really? Just because they're from Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn in the house, baby. We're Brooklyn. Uh, we're Brooklyn. Copyright. We're here. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> the third and final pre-show match is a single ladies match. Not a single ladies. It's a singles match of of ladies. We don't know their <laughs> relationship statuses. <laughs> so Smiley Kylie Ray will be taking on the librarian Leva Bates. Leva Bates' debut action for AEW. Kylie Ray's uh, second match. Who you got? Now, I wanted to pick Kylie Ray because she lost. Well, she didn't lose, but she lost. Well, she didn't win, so she lost. But this is Leva Bates' first match. Do you lose your debut match? I don't think you do. Hmm. I, th- I think I'm going to take Leva Bates. Final answer. I think I'm going to go Kylie. I'm going to go Kylie because, like you said, she lost that double or nothing. And Leva Bates and Peter Avalon have been playing this librarian thing where they're both librarians, Nita's librarian. And so I think that's going to play into how she loses. Hmm. I think her and, and, and Peter are going to like stumble over each other being librarians. and Or maybe Peter hits Kylie Ray with a book, and that's how could also Leva be. Bates wins. Crazy, right? Yeah. Next match, not in this particular order. Mm-hmm. Cody versus Darby Allen. Very interesting match. Very different styles. Darby Allen is known for just not caring about his own personal well-being. Sort of Joey Janela-esque. Sort of, just a little bit more. Not caring. <laughs> yeah, a little bit more willing to bleed. Mm-hmm. And then Cody's Cody. Cody's gonna win this yeah I mean it makes sense I think Darby's gonna look great Mm -hmm. because Cody's gonna do everything he can to make Darby look great Mm -hmm. but I think putting aside the fact that Cody's an EVP Mm -hmm. I think even if he had nothing to do with that I think everyone would agree Cody should probably win this match yeah yeah I'm gonna go Cody you also Yes, sir. Alright. Um, the next match listed here is oof, I think this might this might be match of the night. It's, it probably will be. The Elite, the original The Elite. The Elite. The the Elite. Kenny Omega, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, versus the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix, teaming up with Laredo Kid. Mm-hmm. 
tree on tree, six man tag match. Oof. Oof. This is a rough one. Oof. This is a rough Oof. one. Cause I'm like, the Bucks beat the Lucha Brothers mm-hmm. at their most recent pay per view. But then the Lucha Brothers got them back in Mexico. I'm going the elite. Because Kenny Omega can't lose two pay-per-views in a row. Mm. He did lose to Jericho by double or nothing. Clean as a whistle. Clean. That's a good point. I don't know, man. I grow very weary of the idea of the Elite winning too many matches. And I feel like when you, with the Lucha Brothers, that's not a thing. Because I feel like they respect Lucha Brothers enough that they're not just putting themselves over on the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, I don't know, man. And they have to have this go on at least until Double or Nothing, this feud. I mean, until All Out, at least. Screw it, I'll go with the Elite. I'll go with the Elite. Not confident, but I'll go with the Elite. I think this match is a no-brainer. I think so, too. I think this will be rough as nails, but I think it's a no-brainer. John Moxley versus Joey Janela, which I don't see Penelope Ford on here, which makes me upset. Well, they're not together anymore. They're not? No, they broke up in real life. Oh, no. Yeah. Was she single? <laughs> as far as I know, I think so. I'm going to send her my digits. As I'm sure Penelope Ford... It's all about shades. And if she's not, she will be. You know, you do have... A, a, never mind. She's way behind on episodes, so she's never going to... I was like, she, what was the last time she listened to an episode? I'm going Moxley. Yeah, Moxley for the duh. Yeah, Moxley, Moxley for, for the, the duh. duh. This match, the next match... This should be fun. Very fun match. The next match should be fun. I don't think we're going to get like a, a wrestling masterclass, but this should be fun. You have Hangman Adam Page, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, and MJF in a four-way match. You have four wrestlers who probably couldn't be any different from one another (laughs) in a fatal four-way match. I just, I love everything about it because it makes no sense. MJF is all talk. Adam Hangman Page probably has all the tools to be one of the best in the future. Jimmy Havoc is a hardcore guy. And Jungle Boy is Jungle Boy. The guy's whole shtick is that he walks around like like a monkey. I don't even, like... I gotta go either Hangman or, or MJF. I, I think I, I think Hangman needs the momentum if he's gonna go to, to All Out for the AEW Championship. He's gotta build momentum. I think he's gotta win here. So you're going Paige? I'm going Hangman, yeah. I think he has to win. My heart goes with Jimmy Havoc, because I love Jimmy Havoc. Right. But I think MJF needs a win. But does he need it more than Hangman? Who's about to compete for the AEW Championship? And there's only one more show after this between now and All Out? You're right. That's why I'm going to go Jungle Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go Jungle Boy. Hey, I ain't mad at it. The guy has great hair. Sure does. Next match on the card. Yes, sir. CD, Christopher Daniels, the yes, Fallen sir. Angel versus Sim Simma. Who got the keys to my bit Stop it. I think she was going over. 
I think CD's gonna put him over. He he talks of him so fondly with so much respect, and they're trying to continue to build their relationship with OWE. I think he puts Shima over on this. It's not Sima. I believe it's Shima. He keeps calling him Shima. Who? Christopher Daniels? CD, yeah. Nah. I'll, I'll go Sima. <laughs> You're so stupid. You're so stupid. You're so stupid. Oh my god. You're so stupid. The next match is Yuka, Sakazaki, and Riho, and uh, Nyla Rose. Okay, I can't even do it anymore. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki, Riho, and Nyla Rose in a triple threat match. This is the I don't know of the night for me. You got two of the Joshi girls. And Nyla Rose. And Nyla Rose. I'm going to go Nyla Rose. She didn't have a real strong showing at Double or Nothing. Yeah, because she kind of got overshadowed by Awesome, awesome Kong. Kong. Yeah. Because that's, that's she... that spot. Awesome Kong was, the, like, they, they filled the same role. Yeah. Towering girls. Big powerhouse yeah. Yeah, power female. And since Awesome Kong is the bigger name, she completely overshadowed Nyla Rose at Double or Nothing. Yeah, I'm going to go Nyla Rose. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going yeah. Nyla Rose. Makes sense. Again, you want to, you know, promote these, these wrestlers in a certain fashion, so I think that makes sense that she goes over here. Yeah. Yeah. Nyla Rose is my pick. And that rounds out the uh, the card for us. Wow, that flew by. I think I think Fighter Fest is going to be a good show. I don't think it's going to be as good as Double or Nothing. Oh, for sure not. But I think it's going to be a damn think, good show. I agree. I think it's going to be a good show. I think this is... If, if we don't rate this... This will probably won't fall below a three tope in my opinion. That's what I think. I think we're probably not gonna get any lower than three point two five in my opinion. Is this a a Shades Thrill vehicle on Saturday? Should be. Alright. Cool. Yeah, I mean I don't I usually we invite the guys over or whatnot and get a part time. I mean I we usually live for the big stuff. Isn't every AEW pay-per-view a big thing right now? I mean, basically. I mean, there. this is live streaming on, you know, Beach Report. So if you don't have the BR Report app, make sure you download it so that you can catch Fighter Fest for free this Saturday, June 29th, live from Daytona Beach, Florida, at the Ocean Center, AEW CEO Fighter Fest. They just hire me, I'm saying. I'm just saying. I love doing voice work. I, just, I do it all day. Yeah. If they do that, that's why we have a podcast, first of all. And, and obviously. Second, I mean, if you do go, then it's just a Shades vehicle, and it's all Shades. Or, all okay, first of all, we tried that at Evolution. It worked. And all of a sudden, it became a sex hotline. So. Send me your digits, girl. <laughs> Secondly, if AEW ever hires me, I'm bringing you with me. We'll I find you know. a job. Like, yo, you guys can beat me up. I'll job. <laughs> I will job to everybody. Job to everybody. <laughs> Nyla Rose, pick me up. <laughs> Smiley Kylie, <coughs> let's go. Oh my god! So this is on topic, off topic. Have you seen the video that's been circulating on Facebook of the? I think it's like an hour long live stream. Of these kids wrestling in a makeshift oh, yes, yes. wrestling ring in the Bronx. Yeah. 
How amazing is that thing? I wanted to go over there to see where they were at and just interview them for the podcast. But, like, I, where would we even, how would we even find that random alleyway in the middle of the Bronx? It's the Bronx. You can find it, trust me. <laughs> the Bronx is a dump. Dude, I'm watching it, and, like, the girls recording it is, like, doing, like, the most nonsensical, like, commentary. It's not actual commentary, but she's like, oh, my God. And so I'm listening. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God, they going in mad hard, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yo, she's still better than Michael Cole at the time. Like, it's insane. The, it was... La- Here comes the do-rag. La- ladies and gentlemen, please, if you have Facebook, look for this video. It's circulating all over the Internet. It's got, like, thousands of shares at this point. It's, this is gold. This is, like, backyard wrestling gold. Because it's really not even that bad. I mean, if... And the ring looks really good. If we can find it, we'll, we'll share it on our, our page. Yes, yes. So go to the Grapples to Apples page on Facebook.com. Way to plug it. Boom. Boom. So, as always, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com slash Grapples to Apples. Grapples the number two. two apples. If you haven't listened to us on SoundCloud, you might be catching us on Google Play Music on Apple Podcasts. As Shays mentioned, don't forget to check out our social media pages. Facebook.com, Twitter.com, slash Grapples at Apples. Again, that's Grapples on number two apples. I'm pretty sure by this time tomorrow, we will have a link to that amazing video of the backyard wrestling in the alleyway in the Bronx. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Will the Thrill, Poetarian, Shakespearean Candidate, Major English, whatever you need me to be, baby, that's who I be, because that's who I is. Joined by my hetero life mate. Man, the hour, the man with the power. Too damn sweet to be sour. Cream of the crop, rise to the top. Your boy, the prophet, shades. <laughs> the next time we catch you guys will be at the Fighter Fest recap review episode. So until then, peace and love. Watch your next video.